You're listening to Purposeful Woman Podcast. This is a show that will help equip you to build healthy relationships so that you'll have the foundation you need to create a fulfilled life. Hello, everyone. My name is Yolanda Postel. I'm a relationship coach and the host of Purposeful Woman. I'm so glad you were able to join me today. Let's get into this episode. Today's topic is relationship crossroads. Every relationship has a moment or a time frame when a major crossroads is reached. It could be at the end of year one, year two, five or 12. It used to, at one point, be called the seven-year itch. I don't even think that applies anymore. It's kind of whenever people <laughs> run into issues. But the crossroads comes at different times for everyone. And when We first get involved in our relationships. We are so happy. We are so in love. We can see no wrong. All we see is the good in the person. All we see are the positives. As time goes on, things change. Life circumstances change. You begin to settle into daily life and daily routines and just see things as they are. You might spend less time together due to changing demands because as you grow and mature, your work can become more demanding and take more of your time. What may have started off as you and your spouse is now you, your spouse, plus two or three, in some cases more. So now you have your children's activities at school or the sports they play. And you love it, but it's caused a difference in the time you're able to spend together. Maybe you are empty nesters and your kids are no longer there to serve as a buffer to issues that you've had in your marriage. You managed to ignore them throughout the years, but now that the kids are gone, you can't ignore them anymore. And throughout all these scenarios, you might find yourself and your spouse developing separate interests, or maybe your interests have changed through the years, your mindset has changed. Whatever the case may be, you simply find yourself spending more time alone and you feel yourself growing, evolving, maturing in new ways, but your spouse isn't, or at least they don't appear to be. It looks like they're doing the same things, the same ways. It looks like they're in the same place emotionally. And so as you begin to assess your relationship, things begin to feel strained. You look at your relationship and wonder, is it right for you? Are you and your spouse going in the same direction? Are you even on the same page? And you wonder if your if your time is up, are you are you growing together or are you growing apart? Because you can't shake that feeling of disconnection. So you don't know if you're meant to stay together. You don't know if you want to stay married. You don't even know if you want to get divorced. You are just in a season of confusion. When you reach that time in your relationship, it is critical. It's critical because 
you have those doubts about your relationship and if that person is no longer for you. You might find yourself saying, oh, I I think I've outgrown my spouse. Or maybe you haven't verbalized it, but you might be thinking it. So you begin to just be discontent and you start wondering if there's someone out there for you that's more on your level. You might be tempted to seek contentment outside of your relationship. That could be activities to keep you outside of the house. It could be work. Some people definitely use work as an escape mechanism. Some people, it could be affairs. And so divorce is just a looming question in your mind. But I would say, don't be so quick to throw everything away. Communicate with your spouse how you're feeling. And when you take the time to communicate with your spouse, work out ways where you can spend more time together. Because sometimes that feeling of growing apart is simply because you don't spend time together at all. There's so many things going on and you just neglect each other. And sometimes during that critical season of a relationship, you might even begin to find yourself looking down on your spouse, looking at them as less than. It might even be something you don't even realize you're doing it. You start comparing them to others, how others act, how others behave, the interest of others, what they do, how they speak, where they go. And you look at your spouse and you might say, what, what am I doing here? What are they doing? You start judging their mindsets and actions and you feel like they're just not for you. But is that really the case? If your spouse is in tune with you and they really pay attention to your moods, to your emotions, to your actions, they're going to know something's off. They'll feel the difference and see the difference in how you behave and how you treat them. They may not know what it is that they're doing wrong. And so now they're operating in a place of insecurity and fear. And you may not even realize that you've caused your spouse to feel that way. They might be looking at the relationship and feel that it's falling apart. Maybe they're secretly blaming themselves. Is it something that they said? Is it something that they did? They may be wondering if you even want them anymore. They may feel the contempt or the way that you are viewing them. They can feel it. They can sense it. They can see it. And they begin to think and wonder, are they still good enough for you? They love you. They want to be in your life. But they don't know what to do to make you happy because you haven't communicated it. Or maybe you have in a way that they haven't been able to receive. Because sometimes the way we say things, especially us ladies, can be sharp. 
And how we approach our spouse determines whether or not they're going to listen to what it is we have to say. We all want to be treated with respect. We all want to be approached in a respectful manner because, hey, let's face it, we're both grown. I don't want somebody talking down to me. And I'm sure your spouse doesn't want you talking down to them. Some people shut down. Some people argue back. But sometimes communication is just off, which only makes the rift in your relationship grow even more. But when your relationship comes to this crossroad or comes to this season, don't be so quick to throw it all away because you may be the one growing today because, well, it's just your season. You may be working on self-improvement, taking care of your mind, taking care of your body, and it's become important to you because you've seen positive results. Maybe you've been going through therapy and it's caused your mindset to grow as you had to acknowledge faulty thought patterns or things that happened to you in your childhood or the way that you have been approaching situations that were unhealthy. So now the way you do things and the way you think has changed. And then some of you go on to continue your education. And education has just opened you up to a whole new world of possibilities and opportunities. But your spouse, well, maybe they chose to take another route. And so you start looking at those that are more educated and wonder if they're more of a fit for you, if they can have those conversations that you want to have, the intellectual conversations. But one thing to remember is your spouse may not be ready to take those same steps. It's not that they don't want to grow, but maybe they're not ready to grow. Maybe their mind isn't there yet, but in spite of what you may see, it doesn't mean that they're not growing. Let's face it. We're not mind readers. We don't know everything that's going on in the mind of our spouse. We don't know what thoughts they're processing. And let's face it, men hold a lot of things in. So they're not like women. They're not going to sit there and spill out their emotions and want to have a, a conversation about everything every five minutes to discuss how they're feeling inside. You're not going to get that, ladies. Most of the time you won't, unless they're upset. Just being real. <laughs> You're not going to get that emotion that you get when you talk to your female friends. It's not going to happen. Or maybe it does, but that's far and few in between. But respect that they're still in process just like you were once in process, just like you still are in process. The process may be faster for you during a certain period of time, but then it may slow down for you and may be faster 
for your spouse or significant other during a certain period of time. Eventually, our periods of growth will slow down and it will be their turn to grow and evolve. But we can't push the person in our life. We can't push them to be what we want them to be in our time frame. Just like they can't force us to grow and change and do things in their time frame. We all grow at different rates. We all have different maturity levels. I mean, look at when you were younger, right? You had the teen boys, teen girls. Teen girls, we know, mature faster than teen boys. But you didn't throw everybody out, right? We just realized that we all matured at different rates. And at a certain point, things level out. The same thing applies in every area of our life. Everybody matures at different rates. It's not making excuses. It's just a fact. And you might be growing and improving in one area and they're just not there yet. But I believe eventually you'll find yourself in the same space together again. And we each have our own lessons to learn. Nobody can walk in our shoes. Nobody can live our experiences, because God has wired each and every one of us differently. None of us are the same. He created customized ways for each one of us to learn and grasp concepts specifically for us. And rather than look down on the person that you're with, pray that they will grow in grace that they will grow in knowledge and favor of God. Pray that they will grow into the person that God has envisioned them to be. Because we have the vision, but God's is always better. The best example I can give about a crossroads is when two people are walking side by side. They see that there's a pole ahead in the middle of their path. Now, some couples may go together to the right or they may go together to the left and go around it. But then there's other couples that'll do things differently. One will go to the right. The other will go to the left. But eventually they come back together again. And this is something that can't be forced. You can't force somebody to come in the same direction as you. When you're going through these issues, reconciliation, it can't be done alone. It takes two people to want to resolve issues, two people desiring to communicate and learn each other all over again. There's some times where that person will keep going in their own direction. (laughs) They keep going along on their own path. And as much as you want them to stay on that path with you, they don't want to come back. Everybody has different results. And unfortunately, I wish I could say that when you reach a crossroads that everybody stays together, but we know that that's not the case. It's one size definitely does not fit all. There's times when you go left, they go right, and they keep strolling. They're no longer interested in sharing a path with you. Or maybe you're the person that chose to go your own way for reasons that only you know. 
But whatever the reason, growing apart is tough. It's not an easy thing to go through. You may have prayed and cried, but things still continue to crumble. But let's face it, we are imperfect people living in an imperfect world. And as much as we want our lives to play out, the stories written in our minds, sometimes the endings just go a different way. So now you're feeling empty and brokenhearted because the person that you were sharing your life with no longer wants to share it with you. You're wondering how you will recover or even if you will recover. And you're trying to pick up the pieces one by one. And each day that passes, you just attempt to continue to mend your heart together. You will pick up the pieces of your life one by one. Each day that passes, your heart will be mended one piece at a time. And it's never an easy road when a relationship ends because somebody's going to walk away heartbroken. If you've done everything you can, you've got to release that other person. You've got to rebuild. You've got to move on. You've got to continue with your life. Now then, there's some of you that when you got into your relationship, you you kind of knew from the beginning it wasn't right. You walked into it and you knew it was simply a matter of time before it fell apart. You knew you were making a bad decision. Maybe the person you're with or you married was broken inside and you thought you could fix them, but they were battling issues that were too much for you to handle. And there were other things that were never disclosed. Or maybe you saw those issues and you chose to ignore them. As they say, love is blind. And it can make us feel like we can do anything. Some of us have that. I want to help fix that person. I want to help them get to that next level. I want to help them grow. And sometimes it's possible to do. And other times it's just too much. (laughs) Sometimes we take on a job that's not meant for us. We can't heal them. We can't mend them. That's God's job. And so when we go into a marriage trying to fix someone or trying to fix someone's mindset, it's inevitable that things will fall apart. But whatever this scenario is, you you know where you fit in. You know which scenario applies to you. But for those that of you that are married, going through your season of crossroads, don't be so quick to throw it all away. When it's your season to grow, don't look down on your spouse. Don't look down on your significant other. Because we all gain wisdom at different times in different ways. Your season of soul searching doesn't mean that that person is not for you anymore. It could just mean that you have a new way of looking at things. Because remember, God talks to each of us at different times in different ways. Your season of revelation growth or change, it might be now. Theirs might be next year or three years from now, but you never know when you'll find yourself on the other side of that thing together. 
And for those of you that you tried and your relationships still fell apart, continue to work on you, continue to heal, continue to do what you need to do to get yourself emotionally back on your feet again. And no matter what situation you're going through, don't look around. Don't compare yourself or your relationships to others because you're not going to see their struggles. You're not going to see their issues. You're not in their bedroom. (laughs) So you're not going to know the truth, but concentrate on your own. Focus on your own relationship. And whether you go on together or move on apart, life isn't over. There's more things in store for you, more good years and more good experiences. And the best thing you can do right now is concentrate on you. Getting emotionally healthy again. Recovering from just the hurt and the pain of ending a relationship. Consider going to therapy and really taking time to assess your behavior and where things went wrong. Did you enable behavior or was it something that you could have done differently? Take the time to learn new things and rediscover who you are again. Because sometimes you could become so wrapped up in in everything that's going on that you lose sight of you. So take advantage of that right now. And make yourself the best you, the healthiest you, mentally, physically, and spiritually. So when that relationship, that one that is meant to be comes along, you'll be ready. Now, for those of you that are in the position of feeling like your relationship is growing apart, I just want to encourage you and let you know that there is hope. It doesn't mean that your relationship is over. It doesn't mean that everything is coming to an end. It doesn't mean you have to run down to the courthouse and file divorce papers, unless you want to. But the crossroads can be overcome. It can be something that you work through. As I've mentioned before, my husband and I, we went through a period where we were feeling disconnected and we had to make the decision to work on our relationship together. We had to put the distractions aside because we didn't realize how many things around us were distracting us from each other. And maybe it's because we were just in a place where we'd grown up and everything was so familiar that we didn't even think about it. He had his interests, I had mine. He had his activities, I had mine. And then we were just busy doing everything else with the kids and everything in between. But we had to really work on spending time with each other. We made date night a priority. We got a babysitter and we just spent time enjoying each other, having fun, rediscovering you know, new ways to do things and just staycations. There's so many different ways you can 
fine. Some of you may need to really look at communication and your communication styles. Because I admit, I was not a great communicator and I really had to learn to communicate in a healthy way, not a passive aggressive way. (laughs) Passive aggressive doesn't yield any results, but I had to really learn to communicate in an assertive, effective manner that my spouse could receive. And it wasn't easy all the time. I'm not going to say everything came easy because it didn't. And I know sometimes we can take a look at everybody's relationships and look around and just wonder if we'll ever get there, if we can ever get to that point where it's smooth sailing or if it's continually pleasant or continually happy, right? But we all have our own timeline and each relationship has its own track. And so you're just going to have to stay on your own course. And I pray that you are able to make it through together, that you are willing to work on things together and that you come out on the other side where you can look back on the things that you've overcome and use those experiences to help others share wisdom. Because one of the things that people don't want to share is marital problems or challenges they face. And so as they say, each one teach one. And we're all here to help and teach and share with one another for those that are willing to do so. But as they say, it ain't over till it's over. It's not over until you say it's over or until it's not over until you choose to call it quits. Until you've tried everything you could try. But if you've done everything you can, no matter what the outcome, you can walk with your head held high. You did your best. You did what you can do. And it is what it is. Well, that concludes this week's podcast. Go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Podbean to subscribe to Purposeful Woman. And don't forget to rate and review. You can also follow me on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Yolanda M. Postel. Go to movingtowardspurpose.com to sign up for my email list so you'll receive updates from me and also a free download of my ebook, 10 Keys to Build a Successful Relationship. And as you go through your day, remember, relationships are the foundation for a fulfilled life. 